if I may, let's just go. I'm Nick. I'm just kidding. I'm Kyle. There's Nick on the line. Brent, <laughs> what do you got? Well, I'm Nick. And I'm no, I'm just kidding too. Uh, football's back, baby. It's a beautiful day here in Seattle. It's time to get going. Actually, it's night. It's nighttime. And it was better in who knew? Better in Denver than it was in Seattle. Ooh. Only this weekend. And honestly, I hate the Seahawks, so I don't really care. This is it. If but I may, football episode, is back. This is if I may episode seventeen. Let's go. Uh, Zarbos news. Nick, go. Just kidding. Uh, we don't really have news. Zarbos news. I didn't know that we had news. No, this is exciting. <laughs> nope, that's bad. So, this reminds me, Nick, you literally just gave us a video of how a guy has no clue of what he's saying and he made something out of nothing. This is your chance. Make something out of nothing. So, What's our news? Yes, I'll I'll share with you uh, that the video we're referencing will be posted by our uh, Twitter managers and other blog posts and other media uh, they, they take care of the media. I don't, I don't handle that stuff, but we'll make sure we post the video, but it's a, it's a Ted talk, which uh, is, is an older talk. I, I don't claim to be on, on the cutting edge whatsoever with respect to the latest and greatest stuff. But when I do stumble across something that I like, uh, I will absolutely, you know, share it with, with people in my life. And turns out that Brent and Kyle are are people in my life who knew but uh with that this this ted talk is is a talk that goes on about nothing it's a a simple presenter it's a a gentleman who's who's wearing some glasses and some you know very what i'll call normal clothes kind of you know maybe silicon valley ceo just kind of fun guy what's that dressed up for a presentation you might say Yes, I'd say he's you know dressed up for a presentation, but you know this, the the Silicon Valley style. It's not in a suit. He's not you know dressed to impress, if you will. So, with that, he starts his presentation and he shares that essentially he has nothing to share, and he goes on for the better part of five or six minutes. Five minutes, and he seconds. he shares five minutes. What now? Five minutes, 56 seconds. Perfect. So six minutes. At any rate, uh, the, the gentleman goes on and, and essentially talks about nothing. And you would think that sounds just ridiculous. But if you it actually watch is. his presentation, the reason I ended up watching this video is I'm going through training for work that's focused on presentation, focused on communication. And it was... You know, at first, kind of a, a joke with respect to him standing up there. I've, I've got nothing for you. Zip, zilch, not a zippo. I have nothing to share with you. And he, he goes through his presentation about how he has nothing to share, and I, I really recommend watching it. But as you watch it, pay close attention to to his mannerisms. He He calls out his use of his hands, his you know, slow pacing across the, the stage, you know, everything you would expect from, from a Ted talk. He's, he's got the gestures. He'll take his glasses off. He'll, you know, look like he's really giving a presentation to the point where about halfway through he acknowledges if someone was watching this presentation uh, on mute, you, you would think that this guy really knew what he was talking about. And, and it's, it's really funny. I more than recommend watching it, but it has some really great points on on present on presentations on on communication skills some real basics and, and this is 
as you figure out towards the end, if you're paying attention, this is a master communicator, uh, someone who understands so well how to relay a message if I may, that this... he doesn't have to even share anything. He if can share nothing so well that afterwards what, what you I just... might bring in here too is that this was so brilliant that he got us talking for probably more than his entire speech about nothing his speech on nothing we were talking about this and we're like we need to just continue talking about this on the podcast because we've been talking about this for way too long already and and literally it's a speech on nothing that he claims is about nothing and yet here we are probably 10 minutes into it now still talking about it that is (laughs) a sign of a true the the ted talk is actually it's a tedx talk and it's how to sound smart in your tedx talk by will steven so it's a good one, though. I more than yeah. recommend checking yeah. it out. And you can watch it for surface value where you're just like, okay, this is ridiculous and this is stupid. But if you've ever wanted to tackle public speaking or become a better communicator, uh, if you watch it critically, it's, it's, it's really cool. And the more I think about it, the more I remember every little aspect of, of what, what was discussed and how we went about it. Um, so cool. Like just unreal master level communication. Um, wow. And it, it seems silly, but to go up there and, and break it down. And of course that's why they had him. That's they, they wouldn't just give an actual Ted talk about nothing. I mean, it was, it was, it was cool. I, I check it out, learn something I did. I, I, it's one of those things that Nick I guarantee. Is definitely very I watch ingrained it. into white collar uh, office work. <laughs> What, what's the difference? What's the difference yes. between those? There's uh, the white collar, blue accounting collar. And, what, what's the difference? Blue accounting and finance professional. That's that's kind of what I do. No, I think what's um what's, what's impressive what's is color, that there is a formula that I, I it shows. Like, there's a formula. There's a way that you can just communicate successful, even if you have nothing to share, but just based off of those mannerisms. That's what I find impressive. Is that this guy, he's prepared. You can tell he prepared a lot. He says like, oh, I didn't prepare anything for you. It's like, well, no, that's not true at all because you've been studying these TED Talks and how to communicate through the way TED Talk goes. You are literally giving a masterclass on how every, if you watch another one that's like it, that actually has content, everyone kind of follows the same ritualistic formula. And I don't know if that's something about platform or... If I may, I think you're. I think you're being too specific. I, I think you're. You've got the blinders on. If you if you open up your your horizons here, you'll really, really see that. Yes, it, it is kind of making fun of the specific TED talks, but I can almost guarantee any presentation that's done well follows the same format. It's not just TED talks. Any compelling argument, any any speaker worth listening to. I mean, they're not going to do everything the way that he did, but they're going to, and we've, we've been handling this or learning this and training and going through it. There's going to be a flow. There's going to be a methodology. There's going to be a story of sorts that's memorable. It's going to stick with you because you start with a story and you develop it. And then there's some sort of conclusion or lesson learned or, or what have you. Um, yes, he, he is targeting the Ted talks, but I, I guarantee it's, it's, it's public speaking in general. It's 
it's far more broad than than just the context of the TED Talks. Uh, Kyle, what did what did you have? Uh, blue collar, white collar earlier? Sorry, that's that's that was my question. I have no idea the difference. Isn't blue collars like janitor that kind of thing, and then white collars like office cubicle? Like what other collars are there? Blue collar is your hardworking physical labor. Um, based uh, my understanding, and, and I'm sure I'm wrong to some extent. If you sweat while you work, meaning you're physically active, blue collar. If you're at a desk in an office, if you're not sweating because you're doing administrative work or sales or uh, something where you're not physically working, white collar. I would say there's probably other collars too, though. For example, I'm cross-country coaching right now, and... Blue collar. I won't say it's like blue collar. I'm building anything, but I definitely sweat. You have to be building. You're sweating. You're using your body as opposed to your mind. Yes, you use your mind. But I'm too, always but... using my mind to coach these kids and to make them better individuals. It's like okay. a baby blue collar. Mind to plow the field too. But like a bleached using... blue shirt. What? It's okay. like a gray collar. I feel like there's got to be a gray collar thing. Yeah, red collar is fireman. Okay. Can we not go millennial and need to classify everything? I understand Did you just assume my just... collar? <laughs> assumed my generation. I would yeah, say you just I'm assumed. One yeah, you just assumed our generation. I hate. I'm one before <laughs> the generation. That reminds me of a funny not joke. Affiliated. Though. I am not joke. affiliated with this discussion or, or these viewpoints. Whatsoever. You got a great joke. Okay, so and courtesy uh, seventh eighth grade band teacher, um, there is a guy that's driving down the road. He's driving down this this highway. Are we assuming and all of a he's a guy. What? Sorry, it's actually a female. If you remember the joke, Kyle. Nope, it's a guy I'm in my kidding. story. This guy driving down the highway. Oh, that's sexist. Yep, he comes out. That's also. He's. Right. Screw it. Right, Done with my joke. joke go. Done with my I joke. I want to hear the joke. Nope. Done with my joke. Maybe at the end. No more. If you're good for the rest of the podcast, maybe I'll tell it. Good. Is this like a behavior <laughs> thing now? I, <laughs> If I may, in other news, the Bears do in fact still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. As proud Packer fans, uh, we suffered through a first half that look, looks like we may have compromised our entire season. Uh, a first <laughs> half scary. where our defense did not exist. And a first half where we're wondering, what's this offense thing? And blocking i've never heard of it uh and then fortunately our franchise quarterback the highest paid player in the nfl uh was not out for the season Uh, in fact he came back that game although it looks like he probably shouldn't have but um through a heroic effort as far as sports unprecedented superhuman the the man came back and uh, led the packers to a uh, resounding victory over the uh, One the point, Chicago but Bears, still. Um, come back down twenty to nothing, I believe, in the third quarter at one point. Yep, it was twenty it was nothing quite, start in the second uh, half. Yeah, it was quite a quite a comeback. I, I really, as a Packer fan, struggled and wished we would play two halves of football. But with that being said, a win is a win, especially in the conference. That's huge. Uh, Khalil Mack is an absolute monster, and uh, despite everything he did, the Bears found a way to lose because that's what they do. Um, 
Four, the, the Vikings, I, I believe, won, and then the Lions got crushed by a rookie quarterback. Yeah, uh, the, Lions the, the Brett Favre bad. moment we'll share is uh, in Brett Favre's first completed pass that wasn't to himself, I believe, is the asterisk there. Actually, I think it was his first ever NFL pass. It was First ever NFL moment. pass was, was intercepted for a, a touchdown by the defense. The second one it, was to himself. The second one was to himself. Okay. Yes. Uh, truly in a league of his own in that aspect. But uh, Sam Darnold, is that the, the gentleman's name for the Jets? Uh, the the rookie quarterback started his career against the Lions. Uh, his first pass ever in the NFL was picked off and run back for a touchdown. However, the Lions, as the Lions are known to do, found a way to get blown out by the Jets, which was uh, interesting. Um, Lions fans that I'm aware of in, in Wisconsin – that I'm friends with, uh, we're not thrilled, and I can't blame them because, I mean, they started out looking like it was going to be a great game. The pick six, they're up, they're doing well, but Matthew Stafford threw a ton of interceptions. It's It's been pain. I don't want to hog too much football time. I'll let you guys jump in, but that's the NFC North picture. Green Bay is is 1-0 in the conference. The Vikings have a win, not in conference, and the Lions and the Bears both have a loss. Doesn't want to hog all the football time and then talks for another 30 Bad. seconds, eh? It's over. So I have to say one thing that I don't think anyone's given a lot of credit from what I've heard was the adjustments that were made at halftime, um, at least scheme-wise. I know Aaron Rodgers came back, and that was huge. But I think coaching-wise, too, you see the defense toughening up, and you see they they changed the blocking, it, it seemed like. Or maybe they were getting the ball out faster. But the Packers came out a completely different team in the second half. And it's the first game of the season, so I kind of I give them credit for it. I, I say, you know what? It's okay that the first half, you know, you can come out rusty, especially when you don't play everyone the whole preseason. Um, and hopefully moving forward, we're going to be able to play complete games. Um, I'm happy that Aaron Rodgers is okay. I don't know if he is, actually. The Packers, no the Packers have, since then. The Packers are, have always been, and always will be a fourth-quarter team. I don't know how they do it, but it, no joke. I don't know how many games. Th- there's got to be a statistic out there, but the Packers for sure have the most fourth quarter comebacks than any other team. Like I don't. It, it I, just seems to always along happen. that same. Yeah, last season when Rodgers was healthy, and I believe the season before that, it, it was the same equation. And I, I, I love the optimism. I, I wish I still had it, but the Packers historically have gone out on the field crapped themselves for the first half and then the second half they finally put it together and realize oh yeah we're we're playing football let's let's try that and, and that my my big thing that's is what they're keeping McCarthy you were, you were complimenting the coaching Mr Mr Brent and I I could not disagree more I am completely anti McCarthy did you keep I think I did not is, Please, I think ahead. the adjustments made were great. I did not hear Khalil Mack's name the entire second half. Um, that is true. Compared to how dominant he was in the first half, obviously either he got tired and wasn't conditioned or something that the Packers were doing, some adjustment Balaga, that was made. Balaga had him one-on-one the entire game. Uh, and the Balaga, second half, then Balaga to then. Yes. My, my initial point being, though, I am I am not a McCarthy fan. Uh, I am a, a firm believer, uh, and, and I believe Brent, you are a, a, a despite yourself a, a Patriots fan. My I am a firm believer that if 
Aaron Rodgers were coached by a you know with a Bill Belichick team, he would be competing with Brady for the total number of rings that he has. Um, uh, Brady. Tom Brady said that if Tom Brady, I think either this week or probably in the past, but I saw something where Tom Brady had said that if Aaron Rodgers was in the Patriot system with Bill Belichick and everything else like that, um, that he'd be throwing for seven thousand yards every every year because he has way more talent than Tom Brady does. Well, that's, um, that's so nice hold on. Let's back up a smidge. But still, like this well, if I may, let's back up a smidge. And I think Brent, the, the reason Brent likes the New England Patriots is like the most hilarious thing ever. And like, uh, Brent, feel free to jump in if you want to tell a story. But uh, like, here's, right, how, I here's how I remember it is that I was in, I think it was kindergarten or first grade. And then Brent, it comes to school in a Patriots sweatshirt. And first of all, I'd like, didn't really fully know because our high school was also the Patriots as the mascot. And as a kindergartner, first grader, that didn't quite fully click with me. Like at a time when I was a kid, I was like, I want the Cowboys. Cause I like, I like the Cowboys because of the star on the helmet. Like the star is cool, but I was, that was beaten out of me. Don't you worry. The, uh, but Brent comes to school with a Patriots sweatshirt on and I'm like the Patriots. What are the Patriots? Like the high school He's like, no, the NFL team. I'm like, that's not the Packers. And so later I find that the reason Brent decided he wanted the Patriots team is that when he was a kid, his parents asked him what uh, team he liked and if he wanted any jerseys or attire, you know, that, you know, team wear. And then Brent wasn't sure. So he sure. took a Nerf gun and shot a suction Nerf dart at a poster of all the different football helmets and landed on the a Patriots. Poster. And to, to date this poster, the Oilers, the Houston Oilers poster um no tennessee titans the the raiders are still in oakland i believe so i guess the the one thing brent has is that he was a fan of the patriots before they were really a big deal or before i give him that but besides that he's he's a terrible person for liking the patriots yeah there's a direct correlation between patriots success and when i started becoming like I became a fan and then they started becoming successful, <laughs> which is like they bandwagoned me, I guess. Because I really wasn't following them. Actually, that first Super Bowl they won against the Rams, I was convinced the Rams were going to win because the Rams were the greatest team I'd ever seen up to that point. Um, greatest show on turf, Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce. Corey Holt. Was that? Marshall oh, Holt. my gosh. Yeah, that was that was a fun team to watch, and I didn't think the Patriots stood a chance, even though I, because I mean I didn't know that much about it. you know I just was like they're good, can't stop the greatest circling, team in the world. Circling back, if I may, uh, yeah the the Green Bay Packers. I, I last the last number of years have been horribly anti capers. Uh, you know the, the the defense was consistently the worst in the league or, you know, worst three, yeah, they've been pretty bad. Uh, I, I believe are the numbers uh, absolutely awful statistically. And there was a quote from McCarthy that was something along the lines of, you know, he preferred the devil he knew rather than the devil he didn't. And to me, that just, it says he accepts mediocrity. He accepts poor performance and he was hiding behind, you know, so, oh, we, well, we know what we're going to get. This they had way. mediocre like, performance. Yeah, you know you're going to get the, the worst in the league. Okay, well, you can't get any worse than that. I mean, really? 
So I mean, that was frustrating, and it's it's his responsibility as the coach. The star of those defenses was um, Clay Matthews. Clay, I'm going to do a costly penalty for absolutely no reason. Yeah, Clay. What the hell, dude? Uh, He he, he did something like that last year too, where it's like, dude, you are smart. Like, how many? How long have you been playing football? Like, you're smarter than that. Fourth down, like you can't even risk it. I did laugh because some Bears fans were comparing that to Rodgers getting hit. And it's it's not a comparison because oh, not at all. Although yes, I, I'm I'm okay with the flag. I didn't like it. I'm biased. Uh, but it's not comparable at all because Clay didn't drive him to the ground. He held up. He hit him, yes. But he didn't go after him, like drive him to the ground. He didn't even wrap up. He just hit him and, and basically said, Yep, got rid of the ball. You know, here I am. Yeah. Did is, is it a big hit? Yes, because it's an NFL player. But um I, I would not say that was a horribly dirty hit in it by any means penalty no, yeah okay but not not horribly dirty and then i it guess was, there are a lot of people uh in the nfc north who are fans of other teams who who claim clay's a dirty player i i i haven't seen it he's aggressive yes um is is he dirty i, I don't believe so not i mean when i think a, dirty, he's not a donican sue yeah right um i, but, I think or, uh, get up richie incognito or some other just not a bad guy NSF. But, yeah, he, he is aggressive, and that has pros and cons. But the, the defense in general has has struggled so, so much, and it's it's painful. Right. And I, I hold I hold McCarthy responsible. It's his team. Whether it was a relationship thing with he and, and Capers or, or what, I, I do love, and I, I haven't heard anything to the contrary, I don't believe McCarthy is signed as the coach beyond this season. I, I love that move saying, okay, we're a results-based organization. If we're not getting the results, meaning NFC Championship at least, like every year, um, and hopefully a deep playoff run, then, then okay, you're out. Now, I think it's I think we're going to end up signing him next year unless we go under 500. Um, but I'm not happy about it. I, I really wish we'd bring in somebody who knew how to coach a team better. Uh, pick up one of the Bill Belichick uh, prodigies. I mean, if you bring uh, what was Matt, someone whoever's the Lions' new head coach, if you'd have brought him uh, to Green Bay. Oh my gosh! I mean, it would have been fantastic. It I don't know. The Lions just lost thirty-eight to. It's because the Lions lost are... to Sam Darnold. That same Lions but, team beat the Packers a bunch in the last couple of years. So hard yeah, to say if well, it actually mattered. Well, every single year is a different team. Well. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough, but. It's. I really, I really, really hope we get rid of McCarthy. I think he's single-handedly ridden Aaron Rodgers' career to oh, his yeah. own success. Like if he doesn't, if he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback, he's no. a, a two or three-year failure of a head coach, and we move on. A five hundred year. He's a five hundred win coach. Like. 500 winning percentage best, best case scenario yeah with any other there's, team, there's yeah, a I, lot of people involved in the nfl that think that mccarthy's a pretty big idiot like the professional players yeah. and whatnot oh yeah so i think the thing that that got me and i think the big difference is in this nfl if you take your foot off the gas like you lose basically if you're not stopping you're not like they do in college you're not gonna come back because these prevent defenses um, one thing I noticed, a lot of those touchdowns were the Bears were either making stupid, like the cornerbacks were making either stupid 
decisions and just like diving for things they didn't need to, or it was just so soft that the Packers could come right underneath and do whatever they wanted. So um, I feel like in some ways the Bears really kind of dug their own grave. I mean, they they let the Packers crawl right back, and I, the secondary is a big part of that. So if I, saw, I may, really bad secondary play. Kind of with both of those. If, if I may, the okay. If I may, if I may, if I may, I started first. <laughs> yeah, if but I you may. didn't. If I may, if I, I may, did. I followed the <laughs> format of the discussion, sir. If I may, the uh, like right before like the the one of the last drives where you could see a, a film that they they showed McCarthy and Rogers talking. And like in my mind, I'm like, McCarthy's like, hey, you want to do this? And Roger's like, no, I think I'll just call it as I go. And McCarthy's like, oh, okay, yep, you do your thing. That was actually He's pretty not good that far off from what I was going to say. Um, Brent, with with you giving the, the, the quote-unquote adjustments credit, I, I'm a firm believer that the reason the Packers come back, the reason the Packers are a fourth-quarter team – is because Rodgers loses patience in the, about the mid-third to fourth quarter with all the decisions coming from the sideline and says, okay, no, we need no to huddle. come back. I'm just I'm just going to do this. No huddle. Signals. Boom. Go. And that does yeah. help. No huddle yeah. is huge. You, you take McCarthy, you take the offensive coordinator, you take him out of the equation, and you just let Aaron Rodgers be the best quarterback in the league. Right, and it's it like works. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was notorious for having crazy hand signs and stuff. And I, there's a there's a video on YouTube somewhere that all the linemen are talking about it. And so they're they're saying how all oh, the other team thinks they read him. Like, oh, when he does this, that means that. And it's like, dude, I'm not even looking back. So any hand signals he says doesn't affect me. So, but like Peyton would huddle up quick and be like, no matter what I say, just ignore it. And then, you know, to start calling stuff like they do, he would do that all the time. And I think Rogers probably isn't quite as good as that kind of stuff as Peyton, as far as the amount of signals and the complexity of the stuff that they have going on. Like he's definitely top of the league as far as being able to run an offense, how he needs to run it in order to win. Yeah. When you get in those quick tempo, I think a lot of that does go in the quarter, but really where Rogers signs when he, when he doesn't have to, you know, when, when they have to huddle at the defense substitute, I think that's when Packers start to fall behind. I think you lose that momentum, which is so crucial for them to win. You know, the thing that I have from McCarthy as a play caller though, which I remember, I think it was last year, he turned over the reins for like the first three or four games to his offensive coordinator at the time, whoever it was before Philbin. Um, the second Philbin coming, the second coming of Philbin. And I remember it was just horrible. So as soon as McCarthy picked up the play calling reins, again, the Packers play calling did get better. And then Rodgers went down and then the season fell apart. But that's not, you know, that's not the play calling. That's just something. But I feel like because he's able to, he, you know, that there was a stark difference between this coordinator and when he's calling the plays, that either he enables Rodgers to do more of what Rodgers wants to do, or maybe he is a pretty good play caller. I don't know. What do you guys thoughts on that? Well, the play calling is like a huge, just chess mask chess. Wow. Words are hard. Chess match kind of thing where it's, is, are they running passing? Like those are the two generic options. And then, you know, calling the play. I feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's going to more and more towards the future, get to the point where the playbook's going to be so complex 
and the players are going to have to learn so much of it where they're going to have to get a quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers or like a Peyton Manning or even a Tom Brady that can read what the other side is doing and make a judgment call and a play change as needed to react. Because if you just make a random play and you know you can pick a play that you think is going to work, but if you see something that's going to counter your play, you got to be able to change it. And, you know, historically you kind of had to waste timeouts, but if you can get the quarterbacks and the complexity of the game to the point where you can just make those changes on the fly or you're going to elevate the game of football for sure. Um, so in other NFL news, we haven't touched this yet, but the Browns are back. They're half back. too early. They haven't. Yeah. Undefeated. Yeah, they're half back. They also haven't won yet. Yeah. Yep. It's the most Browns way possible to just right. really blue ball their fan base. Like, yeah, we're going to be good. Yeah, we're not actually going to win. Word is the, the fridges did not open. They shouldn't have. They didn't. It, it wasn't a win. win. Oh, it was, it was, Um, I was watching the end of that game because it was, it was right after the Patriot game and it was super, really compelling. And then it gets to overtime and all of a sudden, boom, we can't show this because of the our contract with the NFL. Wait, what? What? So it, the game um, had to go, whatever station was covering it, couldn't actually show the overtime due to some contract they had. Oh, no. Uh, with streaming rights. So what's the, I mean, what's so silly? Like, you can't show an overtime game if that's like a game your channel gets. Oh. I, I, that was really a bummer because it was such a like that overtime went 10 minutes or 12 minutes or whatever and it was wasn't really there, was there a game so, so I heard about it but I didn't get the full story there was a game that went like 6 hours this weekend I believe it's probably the Miami game yeah um, I heard about that one like what happened it. there why did it go so long there was a storm so they had thunder delay I believe but did they, they, did they, they start it because they said 6 hours like did they start the game and then have to delay it for a long time yeah, they had multiple delays for Thunder, I believe. Uh, I wasn't following that one too closely. Lightning actually does the damage. I know, but if or I guess I I think if you're either, the, maybe it's lightning. lightning. Yeah, it's, it's probably the lightning. lightning delay. It's a thunderstorm though. But if you can hear the thunder, that means the lightning's close for. enough to potentially hit you. Really. Yeah, I do. I do think they don't cancel it unless it's What? I think it's like I think it's like two and a half seconds. It like or two and a half miles, like lightning can still bridge across and hit something. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Lightning's lightning's no joke. Point was thunder doesn't hurt anybody. Lightning does. It's delayed because of lightning. Yes, thunder is a sign of lightning, but it's because of the lightning. There you go, go go Appleton North Lightning. Boo. Ah, that's that's where it is. That's where it is. More of a Patriots guy myself. Uh, Which, by the way, they looked pretty good. They looked breaking off a of football talk. I might actually be able to go see visit Brent or go visit Brent this weekend. Brent, are you officially ready for Juliana and myself? Um, we have to groom for you to sleep, but yeah, definitely. Nice. Okay. Um, are you going to be able to? It's just like, I guess so. Are you going to be able to bring a air mattress? Because um, otherwise, you have couple Probably not. No, okay. Well, you guys, you guys um, have air mattress. We slept on it last time we were there. Right yeah, here. that got a hole in it. Has <laughs> oh. a big hole in it. 
Okay. It's no longer with us. Rip. Literally, rip. It had <laughs> rip in it. Okay. We'll figure something out. Worst case scenario. Actually, we can couches go, would work, I would say. We can go to Walmart and pick up an air we mattress are, or something. Yeah, that's true. We probably should get another one anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, apparently, so there's some, like, legit air mattresses out there. When I was dating Juliana uh, and visiting her their her, her parents' house at the time, they had, like, this, like, triple-decker air mattress and it had, like, a headboard and everything. I was like, Jesus. And, like, the pump was built into it. You just plug it in and you just hit the button to inflate it. And if it got a little flat overnight, you just hit the button. It was fantastic. If I may, what is the purpose of a headboard? Can anyone enlighten me on that? I still have not figured it out. So, it primary structural. There has to be one there, but past that, it's just for decoration. So there, there has to be something there. Structural. Yeah, that is, there has to, to be something for the there. frame. The headboard's part of the frame. Well, I, have, I a have a frame, frame without a headboard. Yeah. yeah. What? I was say I have a frame without a headboard as well. You can have a frame that doesn't have a headboard. You can choose not a to have frame. a headboard. Yeah, the, okay, put it, okay, rewinding. The original purpose of the headboard was when they're making these things out of wood by hand, you need to make part of the frame so you might as well, you know, build it up and make it so that way your head doesn't, you don't slide off the ends of the bed. That that was the original purpose. Okay, that's that's the purpose then you're saying, so that your head doesn't slide off the edge of the bed, which if you have a wall, is kind of redundant. <laughs> if you have a wall. If your house has a wall and your bed isn't just in the middle of like no i agree i I agree i i've been i've been told that you know it's one of those things that adults have and houses have (laughs) yeah right without getting all headboards do is they make mate way too much noise (laughs) they also hurt when you bump your head against them they do hurt yeah that's a good point the the one thing my parents they're like queen size bed it used to be like a a waterbed frame and the headboard is actually like little storage cubbies so that you can like put a couple books there, uh, like your alarm clock, a little like storage cubbies at the head of the bed. I'm like, that's legit. We were looking at that some aspect. bed options for that when we were picking out our bedroom set. Yeah. Yeah. But that takes up space too. Yeah, I guess so it saves I mean, space if it's a, a I cubby. guess you could, you could mm-hmm. potentially get rid of a nightstand table if you're a minimalist for nightstand table items. I, I like the nightstand. Oh, I, I, I agree. But It'd be hard to get rid of a nightstand. for. Why do bed sets I only did come a... with one nightstand? I feel like every single bed set we looked at had only like one nightstand. If you want another one, it'll cost you this amount most, more. Most bed sets support the lonely life, all right? Don't hate on the lonely life. <laughs> the queens and the kings. <laughs> I, w- um, I, mean, uh, I was, I'm gonna I was follow watching... Go ahead. I'm going to channel my inner Kyle here um, and really have to follow the money. You have to follow the money. And if you only sell one, you can sell another one and get twice. Yes. And because you bought the bedroom set, you can get 10% off on it. It's a big conspiracy that a uh, big headboard wants you. you know, <laughs> big headboard big wants you to buy frame. big nightstand. They want you to, to buy a, a frame and buy it separate so you yeah, spend more money. Big headboard got together with big frame and big nightstand and big dresser and they all decided that they're going to raise the price of their newspapers by 10 cents a hundred. 
anyway, those poor newsies. Uh, <laughs> they just, they just. At any, at any rate, if I may, yeah, I, I did watch a a video. Um, had some. I think it was actually a Snapchat. I was super bored because one of my flights delayed, and I was stuck. Nick, you're cutting in and out. But hotel hotel oh, Wi-Fi is not doing well for you. That's my, right. He's in Houston. Doing better than those. Hello, hello. Okay, so I was watching a video when I was in the airport delayed for the better part of six hours. And the video I, I watched kind of showed some uh, engineering that I really liked with respect to furniture. And you were talking about how the bed your parents had had cubbies in the back and it was really nice and convenient. And one of the things that uh, this video showed was stairs that have drawers built right into them. And uh, that was something that kind of stood out to me is something that would be incredibly convenient, especially for a split level house with an entryway where you want more space for shoes or hats or gloves or whatever. We have a closet in our entryway that's that's big. It's nice and it'll work. But if we're looking for more space options, it wouldn't be uh, uh, too much of a hassle because there's nothing behind the stairs. Um, there's a crawl space that we have access to, but there's nothing behind the stairs. So we could easily put drawers into our stairs that would be able to pull out really nicely. And be Nick, have you been to my parents' house? Been there, not spent a whole lot of time there. But like in the kitchen, do you see like the little pantry thing we have? They have no. Okay, uh, Brent, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But in, in, like so that. in the entranceway to my parents' yep. house, it's like the a closet. weird like ninety degree entranceway kind of thing. But you, you yeah. go into like the like quote unquote mudroom, I guess that has like split stairs, one going up to like the kitchen area, and then to the right it goes down into the basement. Uh, so if you go up into the kitchen area, uh, the stairs that go down to the basement, that area was just empty space uh, when my parents bought the house. So my dad actually uh, opened up the wall, put in a, put a door in, and made above the stairs, a pantry area. Cause there was really no pantry in the house. So it's like that. Yeah. You could definitely do something similar to that. Make. So yeah, a lot along that same train of thought, it got me thinking, uh, which is never a good idea, but it got me thinking about different areas of my house that I could engineer to have certain things or do certain things. And some of them were completely nonsensical in the video. Like, uh, part of a counter in the kitchen uh, raises up to reveal a TV. And it's like, okay, you wouldn't want to have a TV that could get spilled on. Like commonly, it's a, a counter people would eat on or cook right. on. Yeah. That wouldn't get messy. Like, you, there's no scenario in my mind where that's a good idea. If you, you have to like drop all. down from inside a cupboard. That might make more sense. Yeah, but, um, and that one, you know, again, I thought that one was silly, but there were a lot of nice ones where you just had like a, a railing that was, um, or a a small wall where you could do something where something came out of it. I'm doing a horrible job of describing it, but it touched, it was, it was pretty cool. There were a lot of different things that you could do. The, this drawers that come out of stairs seemed super relevant for me, but, um, it's, it's fun to think about because I, I've always liked the idea of those beds that are like easily fold up into a wall and you just take them out and sleep on them. Now, I imagine that the beds they did that were pretty low quality, but uh, how you can use the space more efficiently, more effectively. I mean, America has so much space and way too much money and way too many things so we don't have to manage our space really well. But if you're in Japan, if you're in China, if you're 
in India and you have a limited space or, or California, if you're, yeah, if right. you're in San Francisco or one of those areas, you have to be as efficient as possible with your space and you've got to have rooms that serve multiple purposes. And yeah, I don't have to, so it's convenient, but um, I, I enjoy thinking about the engineering behind it. Like the same way I want to build my own work from home desk and, have it be able to stand up and sit down and work with me and be ergonomic and all that other fun, uh, jazzy terminology. Um, I like, I enjoy learning and, and the idea of implementing those kinds of things with, I'd like to do that at some point, play with it and so, see what my options so are, but I also this, have to make it nice. Listening to this, I feel like a house that already has a lot of space, it's not really like, it makes the most sense to try and do that kind of thing. What you should get is a cabin that's a little smaller, and then you could put all those into the cabin. Maybe on a lake, somewhere cool in Minnesota or something. Yeah, get a cabin. That's my conclusion from this. Cabins are nice. You can get do whatever you want in cabins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Like, it doesn't and, have to and nice, not so worry about your house being. It doesn't have to. Look yeah, perfect. as do. long as it's functional, then it's okay for a cabin. Considering I just bought a house, it'll it'll be a long while. It'll be a long while before I can afford a cabin too. (laughs) I don't want to hear excuses. A small cabin, an economical cabin, a kind of cabin that you can put little drawers into tiny spaces. I like my dad's method of making a cabin. So my my parents own some land up in uh, northern Wisconsin, and uh, when my dad bought the land, I think uh, it's only like three and a half, four acres, something like that but it butts right up to the Nicolay National Forest. So you only have the three and a half, four acres of your property, but then you butt up to the National Forest and it just goes on forever as far as, you know, trudging through the woods, doing whatever. Uh, but he initially pulled it. We had, we had a permanent camper at a campground. And when my dad bought the land, we just, you know, quit going to the campground and we just go up north. And so we, my dad grabbed the camper and brought it up north. And then he put the, uh, we had a like a porch kind of thing on the front of the camper. So he just brought that up there, used that as the roof, and then just enclosed that area in front of the camper going into the entrance of the camper. Had a little fire in there and whatnot. So that we'd have like a mudroom kind of thing. And then for hunting, we could, you know, go in the mudroom and then go into the camper and actually have, the you know, sleeping and, you know, whatnot. But then what he ended up doing is then on, attached to that, he built another room. And now he's like enclosing around the camper and so he's eventually he's going to pull the camper out and it'll then be an official cottage. But it's just kind of funny where you just start with the camper and it's built onto it. And you have to keep all the stuff up there like temporary. Otherwise you get like, you have to get like some uh, building permit and then a lot of regulation stuff. So uh, he just has it all temporary because it's all on blocks. Technically he could all move it if absolutely necessary, if, you know, requested yeah. to. But it's just I funny where it's like it. he's basically built a, built a cabin around a camper. I think that's so, so cool. Going up there that one time was, it, you just kind of get like a, a quick masterclass on ingenuity and how to, like that the outhouse. Oh yeah. It was one of the most luxurious outhouses I've ever seen. Yeah, we need, we need to, maybe we'll share, at some point in time, I'll talk to my dad and see what he has for pictures. At some point in time, we'll share pictures of what my dad has contrapted up north because like yeah he has like the most intense outhouse uh he has he made his own shower 
out of a water heater. You can like build a fire inside of the bottom of the water heater, hot water heater, and then it'll boil the water and then you can shower in it. And then the outhouse like has lighting and like a nice like linoleum floor. And then our, our even the deer stands are just ridiculous. Like one of the deer stands oh, yeah. is a scaffolding that's put up on its edge and then built a platform on top of it and chained it to a tree. It, this thing is tall. We call it the tower. And then there's the uh, the condo, which is literally like a 15 by 20 foot platform up in the air. And it has an ice shanty on top of it. I don't know how they did it, but Brent's dad and my dad somehow got that ice shanty on top of that thing with some tripod cantilevered contraption they devised and somehow got that thing on top of that platform. Which, by the way, happy birthday, dad. There you go. Happy anniversary, wife. Yeah. 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 Yep. Got was... it all in there. Got our shout outs on while we could. No, I I think that's the really cool thing. The difficulty with that kind of cabin is nature never stops. Like you're constantly battling plants that are growing up. Mice. Mice and insects that want to winter there and chew through all of your tubes or drapes or tires and you know, it's a it's a constant battle but like you can manage it it's really cool it's what your your family has going up there is really nice i was really impressed heck yeah it's pretty nice considering it's basically just my dad and then uh brent's dad a couple of, uh, i think brent's dad and then my uncle dan have been the main main other two that have assisted my dad with making stuff up there, but yeah, it's always a good time. My my dad loves it because it's one of those where it's like, hey, come up and help with the land loosely, and they might do one or two small projects and then go fishing, right? Which is yeah, exactly what my dad exactly wants to do for a It's like come work, come work for me, and it's like they yeah, the, I mean they'll do work and get stuff done, but then afterwards it's like you know having a drink or going fishing, you know in the woods yeah we're just gonna uh, just mess around and have some fun and that's definitely nice it's definitely nice to just get away from life for a little bit to have a place to do it is nice too it's you know camping is nice i like camping um but it is nice to have a, a kind of a permanent place too i yeah this is my space yeah <coughs> for sure um Speaking of my dad, I, I figured we could do a quick ode to maybe something that he really enjoys, and that is Shiba Inus. So uh, for those who don't know, my parents have a Shiba Inu who's more like a cat. Um, that seems it to be like a friend. If, if I may. It's like a fox. Shiba. Like a cat. Shiba. Brent, if I may, it's Shiba, not Shibu. I spelled that wrong. Totally reading the teleprompter again. Shiba Inu. <laughs> I'm like, Shiba you're Inu. pronouncing it that way too. And I'm like, uh, I'm Shiba assuming you just weren't paying attention when you had it written out. And I'm like, Shibu. Shiba. Uh, by the way, Brent is the equivalent of Ron Burgundy. Anything on the teleprompter, he will say. We've proven this by change having right him there. introduce himself. Just change me. it. Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu. Um, yeah, uh, we have... My parents have one. It's a, a beautiful dog. They're actually pretty fun. They're they're small. Uh, Nick, you have one as well. Any thoughts on the Shiba Inu as a breed? 
and what drew uh, you to them originally? Unfortunately, I started the trend that uh, uh, led to me getting a Sheba, my mother getting a Sheba, and then your mother getting a Sheba, uh, which uh, your father was super excited about. And um, yeah, it seems to have worked out really well for them, which is awesome. And my mother uh, crushes and loves her or crushes on. Doesn't doesn't crush the dog. Crushes on crushes uh, <laughs> her, her dog. Um, but they are they are beautiful dogs. They're the Doge from uh, the meme on the internet with the dogs. Um, that's the breed. That's not why I chose. I actually chose pre pre Doge, if you believe it or not. Um, it was and, and it was it was an interesting situation. It it was. My senior year of college, I believe, going into going into my senior year of college, I was sitting at uh, the hunting camp table with my cousin, and he had a friend from high school who bred Shebas in uh, Lower Michigan, and she kept one from the last litter that she intended to keep as her own. However, uh, she and her husband or boyfriend, I don't know the circumstances, she, she got pregnant. And she didn't want to have a new baby and uh, a young puppy at the same time. So she just, you know, decided late in the game, okay, let's get rid of uh, the dog because you're not going to get rid of the baby. So um, <laughs> did that and that would be maybe, backwards. I'm going to get rid of the baby and keep the dog. I mean, to each their own, I guess. Poor life choice. With that, the, the dog needed a home and uh, she was looking and – Eric showed it to me and I'm just like, well, I've wanted a dog for a long time. I'll take it. Absolutely. And he proceeds to reach out to her. She agrees, says, yep, I'll give you the dog. And uh, because we were in college, uh, he wouldn't be able to pick it up for four or five weeks over Christmas break, uh, whatever, to, to get this dog. So we set it up. She agrees. And I start doing my research. I'm like, okay, it was a beautiful dog. What kind was it? Oh, it's a Shiba Inu. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Picked yeah. up, yeah. What do they eat? What are the breed? What's the breed like? What's, what am I going to name it? Do I have a collar? Do I have uh, a food dish? Do I have all these different things figured out? And I'm, I am committed dog to this dog. Like three weeks later, um, it's, it's a week or like next week, my cousin's supposed to go pick up this dog and I am on cloud nine ready for this dog. I've got the name picked out. I've got the food. I've got the bowl, whole nine yards. And my cousin gets a text from this girl and she just says, I just gave it away. So I was absolutely heartbroken. Um, ended up uh, drinking myself, you know, away for years. A new dog? <laughs> Not actually. Um, I, I started researching. Um, other, You're like, okay, I'm sold on this would... dog now. Yeah, I, I was researching other breeds, but I was ultimately sold on on the Shiba. And I looked in some shelters. I actually almost adopted a uh, Australian cattle dog named Maria. Um, there was miscommunication. Uh, it would have been. Um, but I'm, I'm happy how it turned out. The, the, the shelter said, okay, this dog's available. And I said, yep, sign me up. Let's do it. Where's the paperwork? And evidently someone had already submit the paperwork for that dog earlier that day. And the worker didn't know. So I'm thinking, yep, I've got this dog. And, and there's a song, a country song that like sings my Maria and it, and it goes, my Maria, blah. I'm not going to sing it for you, but oh, it was on, this great song. And it just came on the radio after I had just committed to adopting this dog, Maria. 
and it fell through, and that was that was heartbreaking. So I drank some more. Um, but ultimately, I, I committed to this breed and uh, found a breeder in Minnesota, and was able to even find a white one, which is what I wanted because that's what the original dog was. And I had the option between a male and a female, and chose female because they're just easier than male in a lot of ways. Um, but after tax season was done and I was done interning because uh, I was going to school full time and working more than 40 hours a week uh, for the internship doing taxes. So when tax season was done, I had a lot of free time relatively and proceeded to drive to Minnesota to pick up this dog. And uh, that's how Ghost ended up with me. My mother loved Ghost and she got a Sheba from the same person. And then I believe your mom and dad, Brent, got... Um, so the breeder that you and your mom got their dog from had an older dog that she had bred for maybe one or two litters. I don't remember exactly the number. But yeah. Um, basically, they weren't going to breed her anymore and she home. Your mom thought that just and really worked on my mom. I'm pretty impressed that she got that to work because my parents yeah. were not, not going to get another dog they were they were they were yeah they were very anti-dog after shadow passed away yeah but they ended up getting bristol oh. and, and bristol was um you know not in, in bad shape but not in the best shape you went she from wasn't being emotionally a, a good dog right oh, it's, no. not like, very, it's not like very she was at a, it's not like she was at a puppy mill or anything but when you're a a uh, a farm raising how many dogs they don't get the same kind of individual attention. Right. So um, emotionally the dog was a little out of it and um, I mean, it's, it's come so far and it's been really cool to sell. Now Bristol's just one of your family and it's the same way yeah. Sasha and ghost are, are also um, parts of the family. So, that's, so yeah, for, that's been cool. To see it, Sasha. For those that don't know, Nick, Nick is like a bigger guy, like a uh, football player, like not, not, obese but like he's a big dude <laughs> wow just go right to the well no because no, like when people say bigger guy people automatically assume it's like okay, yeah. but like but nick is like enough, big tough enough. football player like uh like tough guy kind of thing but nick around ghost is like the funniest thing because nick just turns into this nice little teddy bear he's like oh ghost Nick's true self comes out. Yeah, it's, it's Nick's again. true teddy bear self comes out around that dog. My baby girl. That's just <laughs> how it goes. Well, it's funny too because he, you know, he is for being such a big guy. He has such a little dog. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a man's man's dog, but like the moment you meet a ghost, it's like okay, this is a good. This is a good dog. Nick done good in training. He's her. awesome. Yeah, if the, the one overly girly aspect of the dog is she has white eyelashes like she looks fierce she looks like a fox a, a white arctic fox essentially and yeah she's super quiet super well behaved a great dog and, and i'm sure most owners say that but i'll, I'll get anyone who's ever met ghost to, to vouch for for, sure. for her oh um, yeah but with, with that yeah she's she's not overly girly she's not i'm gonna put her in my purse but when you see those white eyelashes you're just like <laughs> okay that is the girliest dog ever and i'm just like ah so tough but i think she's a secret diva as well 
Um, kind of. Oh. Uh, I I had her in pretty good shape, and then Megan got a hold of her, and now now the dog sleeps in the bed. Um, when I'm not there, she takes my spot. Uh, <laughs> I just make sure that she takes up takes the half of the bed uh, away, or takes her portion of the bed away from Megan. I I do not give up my half. So <laughs> this is my half. And stay I will in my say half. the one thing that got me with Ghost, and I I needed to see it to believe it. Ghost uh, is very dainty in the- going outside. Uh, how long can she last out when it's kind of cold out? If, if oh. you say it's a cold, cold Minnesota day, how long could if it's Ghost- well, and it's it's a psychology thing. If if it's cold and she doesn't want to be out there, sh- if it's if it's negative five, negative ten, I mean, it's even been as cold as only like under fifteen degrees, so still positive. Um, if Fair she doesn't want to be out there. Yes, Fahrenheit. She'll she'll go out there and she'll stand there and look at you, and her feet will get cold, will get cold, and she'll hold up her paws in turn. And it's gotten so bad just because I was trying to draw the line with her that she sits down on her fluffy butt and holds her feet in the air and just starts to scream like "Come get me," <laughs> which I had to do once, which was horrible because it was cold. But um, <laughs> oh, Megan broke down. Megan broke down and got her booties, which I said oh, I would. Oh my god. So my dog, booties. my dog has booties. Has she worn these booties? Yes, and it only works once where you get the YouTube-worthy uh, video where she tries to walk with them on and just fails miserably because she keeps picking up her feet like she's going to come out of them. Yeah. And it doesn't work, and it's hilarious to watch. So it only works the first time. I think she's, she's used to them now. Um, okay. She wore them all of, like, three times, and then winter ended. So... Yes, my dog is a big pansy. And please it, tell me, and here's the not going to be like getting her outfits for Halloween and stuff. Oh, I, I it's going to happen. It's probably. I, I'm it's not. Sure. Enc- it's going to happen. I'm not encouraging it. It's I'm not happen. doing it. But Megan's going to do whatever Megan Make wants a to corner do. Corner off so. the man card if your dog has a costume on it for Halloween. Never happened in uh, my tenure. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> with not in my tenure. With with that in mind, um, yeah, Ghost is Ghost is a very good dog. Um, she's very well trained. It's it's been a very positive experience. I recommend the Shiba Inu breed very highly. Um, and yeah, Bristol is a, a great success story of uh, of a dog that needed the right home and uh, you know found that right home. And uh, I'm sure means and never does world. anything wrong in the winter. Handles the winter like a champ. A yeah. Well, and here's the kicker. We'll take Ghost to the, the puppy park in winter, and she'll run around for hours. She's having a ball. She doesn't care. She wants to be out there. She's free to go. But, yeah, if you tell her to go outside and go potty and it's too cold and she doesn't want to be out there, she just uh, <laughs> wusses out. And, like, oh, no, can't do it. I'm going to die in the snow. Like, if you were here with another dog, you would just chase after him and sniff her butt anyway. So, Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I got to throw out. Are you guys getting a dog sometime soon? Or? We want to get a dog soon. Uh, we don't know what, when, where, why, how, but yeah, pretty soon here. It's, it's like, Julian, we, we want to get like an older dog, kind of like uh, you and Heather got Maple, where it's like older dog. You know, we don't have to deal with the whole puppy potty training thing. If, you know, if we can help yeah, it. Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. Plus, then it, like, you get a better behaved dog if you get them when they're younger like you can train them better but yeah I, I i feel like the the work is a lot 
Yeah. I, and Maybe plus, like, she does all right. shiny apartment, I don't really particularly feel like having to pay for damages. Uh, you might we'll get that anyway. When we first got Maple, she started scratching at our door and just tore it up. Yeah, you, I guess you can't really predict that kind of stuff. If you get a dog that decides to chew on the corner of your molding or something, like, not too much you can do about it. All right, so to wrap things up, um, I feel like I want to get you guys' opinion on this topic. Um, there's this interview that just went out with, I believe, Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. Same right? Nah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Anyway, how did so you say his name? Inter- Elon? Elon? Ellen? I don't know. Whatever. The guy from Tesla. <laughs> and he wow. goes on and he gets well, off the guy from SpaceX. The guy Pronounce from Tesla. the letters you are seeing. Elon. 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 <laughs> Elon. Moving on. Whatever. So, Ellen's, Elon's, uh, Elon Musk's, he's on this, this program. And he gets offered a joint tobacco thing or whatever. It's and tobacco and weed. Tobacco and weed, yep. And he takes it and does it. And then Tesla stocks crash uh, for a little bit. I guess they've come back since. But it's really kind of taking the internet by storm. I know a lot of memes have come out of it. And a lot of conversation is, is this, did he do a good thing? Did he not? It was, let's say he was in, it was legal. So it's not like. No, do you do you raz on the guy for going on a podcast, national podcast, and trying so, this? Or my, I got a couple thoughts on this, if I may. One of them is that uh, number one, yes, it was legal. Number two, people are all take. I, I guess I have it queued up to listen to. I haven't listened to the full cut podcast yet, but apparently people are taking this like way out of context. Stuff. Apparently, it was, right, it was right at the end. They actually had a lot of really good discussion beforehand about a bunch of different stuff. Uh, Casey Neistat actually had a <clears throat> decent video about the whole thing that he kind of exp- explained a little bit, but I don't know. It Who cares? He's not on company time at the moment. He's not, he, it's not like he's getting super high off of that. He literally took one pull and apparently like, and from what I saw, like he didn't really take, like he filled his cheeks kind of thing. Like he's, there's no way he's feeling much of anything from what he did. And then it's like, I don't know. People are just, oh, I think the older people are freaking out about it. And it's like, dude, like he's not going to all of a sudden start running his company differently because of that one event. Like, it just, I don't know. Have you ever, I can't think of another guy besides maybe Steve Jobs that have been so, where when you think of Tesla, you think it is, whatever his name is, Musk. You know, that's that's the synonymous thing. You think of Apple, that was Steve Jobs, Microsoft. where it's so connected that something that he does in his personal life is impacting his company. That's that's wild to me. Wild. Well, I think it's hard to, I'm sure there's a lot of examples out there. There's a lot of C- CEOs that made their own company, but I guess none of them are as big as those. But if you think of all the big ones, like Microsoft, Steve, you know, Bill Gates, I guess, yeah, Google, that's I don't true. really think of anybody. Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, he had the whole like, uh, he was pulled up to Capitol Hill and with all that, he actually, their stocks went up after that and then went down and then, you know. Can I go on a brief tangent about that? Yeah, go ahead. Of course. There was a, uh, 
an event recently, and I believe Microsoft was the one, and uh, Congress or whoever it was was uh, trying to reprimand uh, the tech industry or discuss something they were very concerned about. I forget the context, but they asked for the leaders of Microsoft, Google, or was it Google? It yep, it was Google as well. Google didn't show up. It was Google. Uh, but yeah, they 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 wanted like the CEOs to show up, and uh, they they opted to send high level VPs. And apparently, Congress or whichever group it was was incredibly miffed by you know them not sending the top dog essentially. And the company's response was, "No, we we sent somebody who's sufficient." And um, which uh, they said, said, oh, that's part of the problem. I can't believe they would do this. And um, basically insulting who the companies had sent because they weren't the number ones per se. And my response to that would be, look what you did to uh, Zuckerberg and Facebook. You had this whole council there. You had his time, which is more valuable than any of your time, maybe all of your time combined right. as an it's entire close. year. Yeah. And, and, and you, you get him in the room and the questions that, that were, and I'm sure there's a bias slant or how it was projected and, and the scariest part, maybe there's not. The questions that they asked him and, and the level of yeah, understanding they have was childish at, at best. Absolutely childish. With, really, with really. I, I listened to almost that entire thing. Internet. Yeah, I listened to almost that entire thing, and there were some really stupid questions in there. It was like, oh, yeah. can we do I, this? I like, Senator, you already can do that. But but can I do it? Right. Yes, Senator, you can already do that. And then four senators later, I, <laughs> same questions. Like, Yeah. So can the I fact, erase my the browser fact history? That, the fact that nobody that can happened, track it? Though, you're sitting here and you're just like, you literally have no idea what's going on, and you're going to sit there and try and judge or reprimand people for their actions, and you can't possibly even begin to comprehend what it is they're even talking about? Like, shame on you! Like, have, have you guys don't, seen... Have don't you, guys seen, you dare even open your mouth to criticize these companies for doing different things. When you have no understanding, you've not taken the time. And granted, I understand they've, they've got a, a far larger scope than I can comprehend. But th that was such an epic flop in my mind, a, a complete failure of, of process that for them, I, I, I wouldn't take them seriously if I'm a company. I would, I would laugh in their face and say, okay, you were taken he seriously the times. first time. He held it back pretty good. Oh, Yeah. We, we took you as seriously as we could the first time, and you wasted our time. We're not doing that again. The other thing is, like, uh, uh, from a democracy uh, standpoint, the government works for us, not the other way around. You can't – the government can't demand – unless it's doing criminal charges of some sort, they can't demand the companies send certain people. Like, they just can't. It, yeah. it doesn't work that – like, that's not the way our government's set up. And to have the government and everybody blowing up about it, it's like – no, like it's totally within the company's right to do something. That's the that's now the government affecting business. All right, we have to have run over our time. Are there any closing notes? <laughs> yes. So this is one of we'll do a couple of these quotes from that Zuckerberg Congress thing that you were referencing. I like it. I like it. One, Continue. 
My son dedic is dedicated to Instagram, so he'd want to be sure I mentioned him while I was here with you. Unofficial <laughs> record. Would you bring some fiber because we don't have connectivity? Oh my god, I remember that one. They're asking Elon or they're asking Zuckerberg to install Google Fiber in their town or their state. Because it's they like, don't have uh, what? <laughs> you don't uh, continue. I like this. Did you know that the Motion Picture Association of America is having problems with piracy and this is challenging their existence? Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I guess so. Piracy. What if I don't want to receive ads for chocolate? <laughs> and the classic. What's face mash and is it still up and running? <laughs> Somebody hasn't seen the movie Social Network. Have you Have you two seen that movie? Yes, that was good. I actually yeah. don't think I've seen it. Oh, it's it, it's good. It, I don't know. It's it's not fully accurate, but you you get the idea. But one of my favorite quotes from that is I don't know I don't remember it exactly, but it's well, you guys are wasting my time in this hearing. There people Facebook and myself are doing things over there that are way beyond anything you guys can even comprehend. It's like. I feel like you let you should have you should have pulled out that uh, quote while on the chair. <laughs> what are the same as what you do? As they're trying to find out if Facebook has a monopoly. Anyhow, and with that, that was episode seventeen of If I May. I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, please support us by either rating, reviewing, subscribing. All three. Um, you can send a you donation. Can, so, yeah, do all of them. Yeah, those. if you rate, you're an awesome guy. If you review, you're an awesome guy. You subscribe, you're awesome. We like subscribers the most, I think. It's like the, but, the Triforce. But, oh. but evidently, we only support guys. Hashtag triggered. <laughs> um, Y'all. Not the first time this episode. Not the first time this episode. Uh, and if you want to get in contact us, with us or have any questions, just send us one of those DMs. Slide right into our Twitter, at Zarbust. We'll see you next time. Oh, no. Tell the joke. Tell the joke. You guys earned it. There's, yes! There's, yes! There's a guy driving down the road. He's driving down the highway, and there's somebody standing in the middle of the road dressed in all red. He's like, oh, what is going on here? He can't go past him, so he just pulls over. He's like, what's up with you? He's like, I'm the red jerk of the highway. Okay, well, what do you want? I want five bucks, and I'll let you pass. He's like, you serious? Oh, my. Whatever. He gives him five bucks. Guy steps out of the way, keeps driving. Driving along, driving along. Again, like a couple miles down the road. Guy, this time dressed in all yellow, standing right in the middle of the highway. Okay, like, again? Like, what? Pulls over. Who are you? I'm the yellow jerk of the highway. Okay, what do you, what do you want? Ten bucks. Okay, gives him the ten bucks, keeps on driving. Driving around, again, another couple miles. Guy dressed in all blue, middle of the highway. Like, oh my God. He just pulls over right away. He's like, all right, let me guess. You're the blue jerk of the highway. What do you want? He's like, license and registration. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. See you guys next week. <laughs>